Welcome to the Beauty Mavens podcast. Kristen and Madison are creating a space where the beauty obsessed can feel empowered to dream big and achieve their goals. It's awesome. Interviewing other mavens in the beauty industry to discover their secrets to success and how they got to be the expert that they are. Brought to you by a sister duo of estheticians and entrepreneurs. Here's your hosts, Kristen D'Oliveda and Madison Annis. Today's guest is a believer in a healthier organic lifestyle. She is a medical doctor that has launched several world-class beauty companies and is an international spokesperson for natural health and beauty. By training, she is a medical doctor, but has also extensively studied alternative therapies of Southeast Asia, Europe, and the Middle East. After a two-year residency in dermatology in Dubai, she left her medical career early to seek alternative scientific paths to healing that were offered or allowed by the medical community in the UAE. In 2017, feeling a definite shift within the medical community and accepting integrative ways in the path for health, she re-entered the medical profession and is currently working as a doctor with the Ministry of Health in the UAE. Our guest is a serial entrepreneur, having founded and directed several beauty startups. In 2004, she launched her premier natural beauty company, Shifa, that integrates her holistic teachings into a line of natural skin and body care products that is carried by Nordstrom, Bloomingdale's, Violet Grey, and Sephora overseas. She has also been featured on Oprah and Huda Katan's online blog with over 30 million followers and, is, and has appeared on morning talk shows with over 10 million viewers. Please welcome to the podcast, Dr. Lemise Hamdan. Hi, everyone. It's wonderful to see you both, and it's wonderful to be on your show. We are so excited. We've done so many cool things. This is going to be a really fun episode. Yes. It means I'm very old, but go ahead. <laughs> well, you don't look at it. You look great. Yeah, you look amazing. Thank you. Okay, so we'll start our show with our high lows. Okay, so my, my high low is like a – my high is also my low. <laughs> my, so we have a big apricot tree in my backyard, and all the apricots are coming in, which is fun because – you know, it's fun to eat fresh apricots and make jam and stuff. But the low is that they are falling all over my grass. And There's so many of there them. There is a million of them. And so I always have to go out there and pick them up. And then my dog eats them. And they're just, like, getting smashed everywhere. And so, yeah, that's it's, like, a fun tree to have. But also, like, it's turning into a lot of work. So that's <laughs> my high-low. But it's, like, peaking right now. And so, yeah, it's just been... It's been a lot of work. So that would be my high and my low of the week. My high is that we are batching podcasts today. So we just got off a call of one podcast and now we're talking to you. And it's always nice to have, you know, podcasts ready to go. So I love doing batch work because then I feel so prepared for, we don't have to record for like another month, you know. So that's probably my high that we're getting this all done today. And then my low is... I have a training tomorrow. I'm teaching a lash class, and we found out that the air conditioning is going to be <laughs> under maintenance um, for the first half of the day. So I like set it to automatically turn on at 3 a.m. and like freeze the place out. So hopefully it'll like last throughout the day. But that's my low and my future low. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yeah, hopefully it's not too bad. <laughs> okay, what about you? Me, I guess my high is. Um this new launch of a company I'm doing and my low would be the fact that not everything I do 
maybe the retailers like. So yesterday I was told by one of the retailers, oh, we love it, but we're not going to take it, which basically means they don't love it that much. So still 20 years on, you still do have the no's, including, you know, with the S's. So, well, we're excited to get into that because that's something like we don't have any experience with and we, we don't, we haven't talked to a lot of people with Mm-mm. as much experience with launching businesses and getting into big companies. So big retailers, yeah, big retailers. So we're really excited to hear more about that. So why don't you start out? Just give us Obviously, your bio is very impressive, and it would probably take forever to dig into all the details, but just give us a little recap of your story and how you got started in this industry and how it's evolved and some of the businesses that you've created and launched and where you're at today. Sure. Um, I was pregnant with my first child 20 years ago. I'm a medical doctor by profession, and I was specializing in dermatology, and I got pregnant. And it was really pregnancy that was the catalyst to a more natural dawning, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was suddenly aware what I was eating, what I was cleaning with, what I was putting into my body and on my body. And I didn't want to get stretch marks because I was very prone to stretch marks. So I went out to see what there was out there. And being a doctor, I always look at um, ingredients. And remember, this is 20 years ago. Now there are so many pregnancy creams. But 20 years ago, you had about two. Mm -hmm. And I would look at the ingredients list and I would know that, okay, this is not really going to help me. Um, So I created my own and I decided to create my own using organic oils, organic essential oils, um, and it worked. So while I've got stretch marks on parts of my body where I grew up, you know, during my growth spurts uh, as a teenager, my pregnancy, I didn't get any. And so I kept giving it to uh, friends and family who were pregnant. And suddenly someone said, well, why don't you just do a business creating these organic um, skincare products? And uh, I guess, so being pregnant was the catalyst and I was really looking at what I was eating and how I was living. And I started off very slowly and where I am now as to how I eat and how I live my life is very different from before, but I don't feel guilty. You know, a lot of people beat themselves up and say, oh my God, I can't believe what I used to do. It is what it is. You just evolve. You have to grow. Um, So for 15 years, I've been studying holistic healing, uh, whether it's aromatherapy, whether it's Ayurveda. And just recently, I came full circle in medicine, and I've gone back and I'm doing a fellowship in integrative medicine. So it's funny how you leave medicine thinking, okay, I'm not going to come back. And then guess what? 20 years later, you're back again. And it just shows you need to be flexible. You know, life gives you opportunities and gives you ideas, and you need to be flexible enough and fearless enough to take them. Yeah, I love that. So, yeah, um, so that's that's a small recap of, of my background and how I got started as a medical doctor um, launching my own um, organic skincare line, which was Shifa, which was 15 years ago. And um, at that not- time... Are you still running Shifa and doing the products? Yeah, I'm still running Shifa. And because of where I am now at 
you know, my, my point in life is about health and wellness. And there's so much misinformation out there. And it makes me so upset as a doctor, as a medical doctor, that people with no scientific background and no common sense also, um, (laughs) are maybe talking about health and giving wrong information and misinformation. And I think doctors need to stand up and use the power of social media to get the right message across to, to people because people want to learn. They, there is a, you're not, you're dealing with a very educated consumer and a very educated client. People want to know what's best for them and they want to know the truth. So I have a hashtag in my new business. It's like hashtag full transparency because you owe it to people to say, okay, these are the pros and these are the cons and you can make your own decision of this particular supplement or this particular food or this particular exercise. Um, or way of life. Yeah, I love that hashtag. That's that's really cool. Thank you. So we're both pregnant right now. <laughs> so Congratulations. I'm, I'm going to go find some, is it, it's the Shifa brand that has the. It's Shifa. It's at Nordstrom and Bloomingdale's and it's the pregnancy oil. Use it once a day until you're about six months pregnant and use it all over your body. Okay. okay. Because you grow everywhere. Your breast area, your buttocks area, your thighs, your hips, everything grows. Mm -hmm. And then at six months, you might need to use it twice or three times um, a day. And if you, when you get to that stage, you'll see your, your skin becomes very itchy and that's thinning of the skin. And remember also feed it from the inside. So I was very, um, it's very important to also have enough healthy oils. So you're talking about olive oil, coconut oil, avocados, nuts, be sure to eat some of that every single day. Not only is it very nourishing for your baby's brain, but also for your skin. Okay, that's great. Great we're, advice. Yeah, I'm really we're excited. We're six months, though. We're <laughs> third trimester. But yeah, after we record this, we're running to Nordstrom, and we're going to get some of that, <laughs> and we'll report back. But I'm really excited. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so that's awesome. So that was your first product. product. That was my first company, and I... I launched thinking it's going to be a retail company. Mm -hmm. And then a month into launching, um, the Six Senses Group, which is a bunch of, uh, which is a group of hotels and spas that are eco-friendly around the world. And they came to me and they were very interested in what I was doing and gave me an opportunity to be in their spas and create, Mm -hmm. um, you know, spa treatments for them and spa products. So that's where I'm talking about flexibility. So although I wanted to be a retail company, the opportunity came from spas. So I went towards uh, into spas and I devised um, spa treatments and massages and scrubs and everything for the next six years. I was spa only. But then I got more and more of the spa clientele coming and saying, we want to be able to get it easily. We didn't, we don't want it just to be available at far flung places. We enjoy it so much. We see a difference. We'd like to use it in our daily routine. And so Sephora were opening their first Middle East store in Dubai. And I met with them and they loved, and you didn't have many founder brands about 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. So they loved the story. They loved the person behind it. And they said, yeah, we'll, we'll launch with you. And I launched in Sephora thinking I'm going to be competing in the niche brand category. But within two months, I was out selling even the bigger 
brand names. Wow. Um, and it was, it was an eye opener because I didn't have the funds as a small company to advertise or do anything like that. And it, and social media was still in its infancy. So it was really, it really was word of mouth. Like someone would try and say, Oh, did you hear about this organic line? It's great. And she would tell someone else. So a good product, um, is really important to have and something with, um, a convincing and an honest story behind it. So I was expensive, but they found that because of the results they were getting, I was worth it. So it doesn't matter. Um, and this is what I tell a lot of people, especially these days where I know a lot of people who have like seven different types of moisturizers and I'm like, okay, so each moisturizer is like $30. Aren't you better off just buying one that actually works? That is actually better for you instead of seven. So you have to look at it this way. And I like to streamline everything. I don't like to complicate life. Life is complicated enough as it is. Your skincare doesn't need to be um, because it just doesn't. It's, It's marketing. All the other things are marketing. So I launched Shifa with Sephora. And then a couple of years ago, we launched here in the States at Nordstrom and then Bloomingdale followed. So, um, I think more and more people are really interested in this new, um, holistic lifestyle and using products that work, but that are also natural, um, and good for you. But having started Shifa, I can say, and that was like 20 years ago, there has been a definite change in how our information is brought across before it was using brochures only. Mm -hmm. And you had to wait for a major retailer to take you on. But nowadays I I tell everyone it is, if you're thinking about doing something, it is the time because there's almost a democratization of the retail industry where you don't need a Sephora. You don't need a Bloomingdale's. You don't need a Debenhams to launch. You can launch on your own website and social media handle. So, um, you know, it, the, the space has changed, how we advertise has changed, how I talk to my clients has changed before, as I said, it was brochure only. Now I can get on my Instagram handle and, you know, do a video of, okay, guys, you were asking me about pigmentation. This is what I recommend, or this is what I recommend for large pores. So there's much more of a give and take and much more authenticity now, I think with, with products and with businesses, or there has to be an authenticity. And if there isn't, I see that new businesses don't do as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So for someone who has a product line, yeah. How, like, how are you making connections with Sephora and Nordstrom and how, you know, how, how did you get those okay. breakthroughs? I'll get, I'll get you, um, because I've been in the industry for such a long time, Sephora Middle East will help connect you with Sephora Europe or uh, Sephora US and also people because Sephora is such a wonderful place to work people within Sephora usually go here and there but they stay within the Sephora um, umbrella so that's number one but if you have products now and you're trying to get them into a major retailer's hands um, I would say first of all that that shouldn't maybe be your only goal, but we'll, we'll go back to what you should also aim for in this day and age. You can also go to um, 
specific people or smaller companies that actually are almost like brand ambassadors or you outsource it to them and you say, listen, I'll give you a percentage of sales, but, and they're the ones who have contact with all the major retailers, but can you introduce my brand and manage my brand with these retailers? Mm -hmm. So that's a good way um, of going into you know, major retailers when you don't have that connection. And also not only do you not have that connection, you don't know how they work. And these major retailers will not meet with you if they don't feel that you know what they need regarding warehousing, regarding shipping, regarding returns. You need to be well-versed in the way they do business. So I think in the beginning, you're better off outsourcing it to someone. And there are three or four I think perhaps even more companies out there that actually do it for you and they manage a full roster of brands. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing is, as I mentioned before, being in a major retailer should not make or break your business, believe it or not. You actually should, if you have a product line, try and get it out there. Send it to micro-influencers because maybe the major influencers won't look at you, mm-hmm. but micro-influencers will. And they're usually more authentic than the major ones because they're not being paid yeah. to sponsor something. You know, So I find that I'm more interested in the micro-influencers and what they're looking at because I'm very turned off by friend of or I don't know, sponsor or hashtag ad. It's like that's the reason we loved influencers is because they were giving us their honest opinion. So look at micro influencers, uh, connect with them via their Instagram or social media handles, ask them for their address, send them your products. They'll be more than happy. Most of them to try it out and also work on your own webpage and Instagram page. I know a lot of businesses who do uh, business only from their Instagram page. They're not interested in anything else. It's like direct to consumer. So don't, while 20 years ago for me with Shifa, I had no other option but to be in a major retailer. Nowadays, if I would relaunch Shifa all over again, I have many more options and it's up to me. It's not, they're not, the major retailers aren't the gatekeepers anymore. You can do very well by yourself. So do try and create that buzz while you're still looking for a major retailer. I'm not saying they don't have their advantages. They do. But don't think that's the only way. And if you do think it's the only way, go and do more research because it's the the business um, business out there has changed tremendously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think micro influencers are probably very underused, but they yes. are really really effective, and they're a lot closer to their audience. Like I feel like the audiences that follow them trust them even more because yes. they are yeah because they're not so big and you know just getting paid for everything they're talking about. So I think you hit the nail on the head there. Um, so you were saying that you're launching a new company currently, what is it, or new company or new product? No, it's a new company. It's totally a new company. And I just launched it July 9th and it is available only on Sephora online and it is called the DLMD, which is me. And it's about being a medical doctor and being one that is holistic and is interested in health and longevity as well. So I'm in my mid forties. I don't feel it. And, um, I just wanted to create supplements and again, not too many, just the ones there's so much BS 
in the supplement world that we have a new type of snake oil salesman and they're the supplement salesman where everyone thinks that, oh, I need vitamin C, otherwise I'm gonna die. Or I need, you know, ashwagandha because you know it's gonna make me feel better. Yes, it will, but supplementation is also a science because it is a form of medicine. So I created this my first product is a multivitamin called um thirteen five one, which is thirteen essential vitamins that your body needs, five minerals, because you can't really absorb the vitamins without the minerals and one cofactor. And it is 98% absorbable because pills and gummies are anywhere between three to 20% absorbed by your body. Mm. And that just didn't make sense to me because it's like, so why isn't everyone doing and making a liquid multivitamin? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, because it's more expensive and you have to know, first of all, that your pill and gummy isn't absorbed. And a lot of people don't know or don't care. And also because of my organic holistic background, the type of vitamin, like vitamin B12, usually is cyanocolabamine. That's what they use, a salt of cyanide. I use methylcholabamine. Why, why do we need a salt of cyanide when there's a methylated version that works just as well instead? Um, for instance, vitamin E. It ha everyone uses alpha tocopherol, but in nature, you have eight different versions alpha, beta, theta, and gamma tocopherol, alpha, beta, theta, and gamma tocotrienol. And the tocotrienols are just as important as the tocopherols. So I did a mix because I'm using it myself. I'm giving it to my kids. I'm giving it to my parents. And after five days of using it, it's just a teaspoon a day, and you can have it anytime because it goes directly to the bloodstream. Suddenly, everyone's calling me up and like, you know, I don't have the headaches I used to have, or I just feel energized it's because finally your body is, is accessing the nutrients it needs. You were taking things and it just wasn't being absorbed. Mm -hmm. So it's as simple as that. Our bodies are wonderful machines. So because I'm interested in that, I decided to launch it. But I'm launching it very slowly, like one launch maybe a year, maximum two. It's what your body needs and what you need. It is not just anything. You know, I don't want to launch a... Uh, a dictionary of, of different vitamins when you don't need them. They need to work together um, sometimes. Well, that product sounds amazing. Thank you. Thank you. We're very excited. And um, just yesterday I had, I invited a few friends over like 20 people and I did a vitamin panel on them. So I took their blood. I said, come fasting. It's breakfast. Um, and we took their blood because 98% of Americans are deficient in one or more different types of vitamin. And a lot of people have hair loss. And they were telling me, we did our vitamin panels and our, I still have hair loss and I have nothing wrong with my hormones. What's going on? And I said, well, as a doctor, I can tell you that if your vitamin panels or if your vitamins aren't near the higher end of normal, you might still experience hair loss because hair is one of the the second most actively dividing cell in your body, but it's non-essential for life. So any vitamins and minerals you take on any protein will go everywhere, your bone marrow, your liver, your tummy, everywhere first, and your hair will be the last to get it. So you have to make sure it's not even within the normal uh, parameters. It really has to be upper normal parameters for you to not experience hair loss. Um, so it's, it's just these small things that maybe 
because of my experience, I'm able to, to, to notice or hone in on. Yeah. That's so interesting. So where can we get that? What did, what do you call it? 1351. Where can we get that now? You can get it now at Sephora online and it's called DLMD, uh, liquid multivitamin. And, um, oh, and also because I think of my age, you know, um, in Hinduism and Parsis, I, I love reading about different, you know, cultures and religions. They believe in three stages of life. The first stage is learning. The second stage is working and making money. So there's no shame in trying to make money. But the third stage is about giving back. Mm -hmm. So I think just where I am in my life, I decided that um, we will give back. And every bottle that someone purchases, I will give vitamin A supplementation to a child in need to prevent blindness and to prevent immunity and to prevent low growth rates. Um, and we've partnered with the Helen Keller International Foundation for that. So I'm very proud of that because I want to reach 1 million children in a year. That is so amazing. Congratulations. And we hope you get that 1 million. Thank you. That is awesome. Okay. So with your, all your businesses and your product based businesses, what's something that surprised you about creating products or having a product based business? Or maybe the most challenging part about it. I think the most challenging part is the fact that you see it or, or you think a product is amazing and would do well, but the retailers don't. Mm-hmm. And you have to sort of convince them, no, really, if, you know, with the right education, your client will understand why this is important. But retailers don't have time to educate. And that's where I say your website and your social media channel are really important, especially YouTube, um, because you need to be the educator. You need to tell your client why it's so important. So um, that's number one. Number two, packaging, believe it or not. Um, The way a product looks means a lot to consumers these days. And I have 18-year-old and 19-year-old children, well, young adults, you can't call them children, and I'm always asking them, you know, do you like this? Why are you buying this? Why? And a lot of times it's mom, because I like the way it looks. Yeah. Not looks on me. No, mm-hmm. I like the way the packaging is. And even if you're going anti-packaging, right? Like, you know, using just a card or, or, or what have you, that still is a statement. So your packaging has to make a statement, but you don't want to spend. I personally like to spend on product, not on packaging. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think, I do a lot of research into, okay, what's the most cost-effective way that my client still thinks, you know, the product is pretty, but I'm putting the money into the actual liquid and into the actual product. So design is important. And remember, you can always relaunch a design. You don't have to spend, like the first time I did Shifa, I didn't have money to spend on a designer. Mm -hmm. So I did it. I did it myself. Um, and there's no shame in that. And actually, if you're going to launch a business, you have to be prepared to do everything yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think most business owners start out really scrappy where they just, you just, you figure it out as you go. Cause no one actually knows what they're getting into, especially with the first business. And so you just kind of 
make things work and you try your best and you use all the resources you have and sometimes it's not a lot, but you know, you keep working at it and then eventually you, you learn and you designers. grow. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and keep at it. Um, I remember with Shifa, with the one, the design that I designed, um, I went to see Saks Fifth Avenue Dubai that was just opening and I showed it to them and they said, change the packaging and we'll put you in. We love the product. We don't like the packaging. And they just set it up front. Mm -hmm. So be prepared um, to, to have that. And as you said, you know, you can launch with what you can afford, but you're going to have to upgrade your packaging at some point. And nowadays there are so many different applications and websites where you can, they, they almost help you design your own product um, or your own label so you've got a lot of things you can use that aren't that expensive. I mean, you can design a whole house using um, some websites and for $20. So do take advantage of everything the web offers you in terms of labeling design. And my, my, uh, my um, I would recommend that you use stock packaging, especially in the beginning, and stock packaging means it's already there. Um, people already make it. And you use the label maybe to customize or personalize it mm -hmm. um, for your company or for your product. Yeah. So I know you said you've been featured on Oprah and Huda Katan's blog. So how were you able to get those connections? Was it your products that were featured there or was it a story about you? Uh, with Oprah, it was a story about me. She was doing a story about Dubai. And uh, I knew one of the producers just recommended my name. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, these things just fall from, really, honestly, sometimes these things just fall from the sky. So Oprah was like that. Huda, um, I have known for a long time, Huda and Mona and Alia. And um, they know my products. They like my products. And... I think with Huda is more like, um, you know, a voice of, you know, uh, we want your opinion on, for instance, we're writing something about hair loss or we're writing something about skin pigmentation. What can you tell us about that? So, um, it's more of using me as maybe an, an expert in my field. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you'd, you'd be amazed at how many people know you because of the product. People call me Shifa. They don't realize that my name is Dr. Lamise. They call me, oh, hi, Dr. Shifa, and I'm fine. I, like, <laughs> so you do get defined sometimes um, by your product. But, um, oh, and it's very important also going back, because I like giving as much advice as I can. Identify your hero product. Like for Shifa, it's the healing balm. It's the one thing that if, if you were going to buy one thing, it should be the healing balm. And it just outsells everything else. So identify whether you have a food company or a beauty company, identify what your hero product is or going to be and why that's a hero product. And then listen to your clients. If your clients aren't buying it, you're either not getting the message across or maybe it's not such a good product, no. you know? So, so you really have to listen to, to your client. Yeah, that's really great. And I think that goes back because a lot, I know a lot of our listeners are more in the service-based industry. And so, but that's the same thing. Like you could have a hero service and figure out, yeah, why is that the majority of your business? Why are clients coming to you for that service? 
Yeah. Or if they're not, like, what could you do to make that service or that experience better so that it is what it should be? Like, for instance, with me, I launched CLMD, and um, I didn't get a copywriter because it's expensive. Mm -hmm. So now I feel that, okay, maybe the time to make sure the message is getting through happens. So I'm looking into bringing someone who can, cause I tend to give too much information and it's too medical. Um, so I think we need to distill it and, and you have to be honest about the, you know, the things that you're strong in and the things that you're not. And I'm very strong in formulating and creating outstanding products. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. not very good at maybe getting my message across and what I mean across because I like to just talk and talk and talk and, and, and mention everything, but that's too much information sometimes. Yeah. So, um, so it's, you're always and constantly refining what you're offering based yeah. and you need to keep your client happy and you need to keep yourself happy, but client service industry, even in, if you're in beauty, it's about service. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure you keep them happy. Yeah. So always refining your service or product. I really like that. That's great advice. And I think it's easy to get stagnant when things are going well and your clients are coming in and you're just like, oh, this is great. It's money in my pocket. Or your products are selling. But I like the idea of just always working, always on, it. working on it, always making it better. And, and then that helps you attract more of your ideal client as well Yeah, with that. So... So that's real, that was all really good advice. And it's so interesting to hear the product side of things because, you know, as consumers, you just see it on the shelf and you're like, how did it get here? Like you, it's, it's hard. It's sometimes you don't remember that there's a person behind the product that is formulating it and is doing the copywriting and is packaging it and thinking all these things through. How long does it usually take you or for, for this new company, how long from start to finish until your product it's on shelves. Well, um, usually it takes a product two years, but I work a little faster mm -hmm. and you know, my, my designers and box producers don't like that because they're like, give us more time because they need to produce it. I need to okay it. But I usually take about eight to nine months mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. once I have it in my head, I want it for my clients, but the usual time is about two years for bigger companies, but I find that far too long. And that's why you see smaller companies are doing better because they can get something to market much quicker. Um, but you're talking about eight months because we do independent laboratory testing um, just to make sure that the label is compliant. What you're taking is actually what it says on the label. And I want to see it from an independent laboratory. We do uh, microbial testing. We do heavy metal testing, everything, because I want to make sure it's a hundred percent safe. Um, so we send it to various other labs to test it for us as well. Just so I have um, that sort of security. Yeah. 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 There is a lot that goes into developing a product. Uh, yeah. Months. I feel like people probably get a little antsy and think that they can just launch a product. So to hear from somebody who's launched such all oh, several different companies that it really does like nine months seems is really fast compared to everybody yeah. else's taking two years. Yeah. It's really cool. 
Uh, but for if you tell someone who has just entered the industry, they're like, nine months is a long time. It's like, yeah, because you have to order in the components and you have to, you know, customize the artwork if that's what you're doing. So it takes a long time. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. That's so cool. And it seems, I mean, I can feel that your passion for it through it. And it sounds like you're creating amazing products. And so... That's really cool. Do you educate more? Like, cause you were saying, yeah, you need it. So where are you educating or how can our listeners find more about your products, your story, your companies? I think if you want to know more about the way I live and what I recommend, whether it's sunscreens and whether it's an aloe plant, you know, um, at Shifa beauty, S H I double F A beauty. That's where you can find me and what I'm doing today and what I'm eating today. And a lot of people DM me with specific questions. Sometimes it was about uh, some, uh, just recently was polycystic ovarian syndrome. A lot of times it's about cancer. Uh, Sometimes it's as simple as allergies. So, um, and sometimes, and I give the, the holistic approach and I also give the medical approach and I also give my own opinion where, okay, with this sort of thing, I think medically is the best, uh, form of treatment. So maybe you should go and see a doctor who might prescribe A, B, and C. And then at the DLMD is more like a medical magazine where I've kept it, um, to do with medicine and health and wellness. Like, did you know that whether you eat plant, uh, sorry, protein heavy or carb heavy for a workout and for, um, you know, you for cardio, it, it still is the same. A lot of people say, no, they prefer protein to carb. Well, studies have shown they're actually the same. So choose your complex carbohydrates or your protein. Another thing is folic acid is known for women, you know, a lot of people say, oh, make sure you take your folic acid, especially if you want to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yes. But did you know that folic acid is also very important for men for sperm production? So there are lots of in, lots of information, like little nuggets of information and things that are very specific medically. Um, it's the DLMD to do with medical health, wellness, vitamins, um, and other, you know, did you know facts that I think everyone should know. And it's not very heavy. Uh, you know, I think it's digestible information that I think everyone needs to know. Yeah. Okay. Great resources. Because like you said in the beginning and we've seen as well, people are so much more into ingredients and into their health right now. And I feel like there's this huge wave of consumers. Like we want to be educated and we want to know what we're using. And so... Well, that's so a great reliable source for people to look at. Yeah. Shifa Beauty and the DLMD. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on our show today. It was such great information and I'm excited for all of our listeners to go over and find you on those two pages because I know they're amazing resources and it's fun to dig in and find those little nuggets of information and to have a reliable source to turn to. So thank you so much. Thank you. And it's been a pleasure being on your show. Thank you very much. So make sure to go check her out at Shifa Beauty and at the DLMD. And we will see you next week. XO Beauty Mavens. Mavens.